Way back on episode number 705, I did an episode called What Makes This Podcast Great? And I talked about Mark Marin's show. Today, I'm doing the same thing. And today's show is going to be a little longer, but I think we're going to put this to the test of there is no such thing as too long, only too boring. And of course, that's a great Valerie Geller quote because I asked David Hooper to come on. He did an episode and he provided behind the scenes information about his interview with Dolly Parton. And the episode is amazing. And today I'm going to pick it apart and explain why I think that episode is great. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning into the show. If you're new to the show, this is where I help you plan, launch, grow, and if you want to monetize your podcast. And one of the things that makes a podcast grow is word of mouth. And what inspires word of mouth? Really good content. And I had a few people say, hey, have you heard Dave's latest episode? And when we say Dave, we mean David Hooper. He's been on the show many times. He's the author of the book Big Podcast and many other books. I'll have links to everything out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 904. There are so many, many, many podcast consultants now. And Dave is a guy that I trust his insights and I value his opinion and I always love his snark. So let me hit play on this episode as you hear myself pick a party show while Dave listens and chimes in. What makes this great? Well, let's find out. Big podcast. In Nashville, Tennessee. It's Bill the Big Podcast. So I'm like, okay, number one, that was cool. It's very old school radio. But there are a couple things about that too. It it shows, hey, I'm in Nashville, and it's a weird, passive-aggressive kind of street cred. That, like, and there's a lot of really cool passive-aggressive marketing in this episode that's like, oh, that was cool. It's just these little nuggets that you drop. So is there a short story you can talk about how you got the – where did that come from? Yeah, I have sources and uh, a lot of friends in radio, and we have a really rich history of radio in Nashville. What people – don't really know about Nashville. We're known for country music, Music City USA. But the reason we're known for that was because we had big radio towers. Nice. All right. So now Dave's going to introduce the show. The Marketing Podcast for Podcasters. The podcast all about growing your podcast, spreading your message, making more money with your podcast, making a podcast that people care about. Bigpodcast.com is the website. Okay. Do we know what the show's about? Absolutely. Do we know the website? Absolutely. So this is the whole, nobody get, this is an Eric K. Johnson quote. Nobody gets on a bus without knowing where it's going. So we know what the show's about. So if I want to have a big podcast, I know, all right, I'm in the right place. Now he's going to introduce the episode. My name is David Hooper. And on this episode, we are going behind the scenes of a press junket media tour. Now there's a great phrase right there. Behind the scenes. It's not stuff you can get. No, no, we're going behind the scenes. And this kind of ties into that little Nashville thing at the beginning. You're like, wait, this is different. This guy's going behind the scenes. And I was like, ooh, that makes me want to, it leans in like, okay, this is not your typical podcast. I've got three sections. The before, I'm going to build this up, explain to you what's going on. You're going to be on the phone with me and a producer doing one of these interviews. The during, 
This is the actual raw interview. You're going through it with me as it is happening. In the third section, the after, some final thoughts on the subject and the call that I had with my producer immediately after the interview, as well as some final thoughts to wrap this episode up in a nice package. All right, so that's a cool table of consults. We know exactly where we're going, and I loved the verbiage here. Number one, raw. It's the raw interview. So that actually comes in later, but it's raw. Again, it's kind of that behind the scenes, oh my gosh, what does raw mean? I know what raw means, but I don't know what it means. What the heck does that mean? Well, you, I can tell you right now if you want me to jump in and yeah. explain that. Yeah, I did that on purpose because this interview is a little bit different than how we normally record. This is for a show called Music Business Radio, and you've been on it, Dave. You were one of the first people that I called because I was so nervous. I called all my buddies and said, hey, <laughs> you know, I was really nervous about being able to get through an hour interview. And this one was no exception, but the difference between this one was that like when you came down, we were starting, stopping, starting, stopping, starting, stopping. If I needed to keep you a little extra, that was going to be cool. Well, with this one, we might've had, you know, 12, 15 minutes and that was it. We were doing it live. And when I said raw, I mean, I wanted you to be there with me as I was feeling that pressure. That's my other note that I have here. Dave's not playing you the clip. You're listening to, like we are now, you're listening to the clip with Dave. So you are now at the table and Dave is there in my head with an old cassette deck or something. He's hitting play on something and I'm there with Dave. I'm there with him. It's not a like, let me play you this interview with Dave. It's like, no, no, I'm going to listen to it with you. And that to me is kind of theater of the mind. And so he keeps going on. About junket interviews. Years ago, before we had the technology that we have now, like a lot of things, these media tours, because that's basically what this is, they were done in person and they're still done in person. What you would do is you would get a bunch of media outlets together to ask questions of people or maybe just one person involved in a project. New movies coming out, junk and interview. Kiss takes off their makeup, junk and interview. New book comes out, junk and interview. War starts, junk and interview. And so what that just explained to me is like, these happen when a big deal is happening. And and for me, when he said something about Kiss, I remember when Kiss took off their makeup on MTV. So that sparked a little theater of the mind, but he's explaining, this is a big deal and I'm a part of it. So one of the things it's starting to do here is to, to peel back the curtain on, on the stakes because stakes make a great story when you're like, oh my gosh, I wonder what's going to happen. Kind of like a press conference, but one-on-one. And sometimes you would actually see these done together. There's a press conference on the front end. All the big stuff gets out of the way. And then you go one-on-one with the person to do follow-ups for your specific outlet. It's a great use of time. It's like being in a doctor's office. Let's say you go to the dentist. What happens? You sit in the chair. There's a hygienist. She or he comes in, scrapes everything off your teeth, make sure they're looking good, maybe polishes them up. Then the dentist comes in. All the pre-work has been done. The dentist looks at you. Your bill doubles. <laughs> so a couple things here. Great theater of the mind. What color was your attendance uh, schmuck, Dave, when you listen to that? For me, it was that weird aqua blue thing they always have on. Oh, the hygienist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you picture that. I'm picturing the, de- I'm picturing in the chair, looking up, getting blinded by the lights, you know. And to me, I thought it was a great analogy. And you know, I love analogies of this is what it's like. And so for, for non music radio business people, I thought it was a great analogy. And the thing I loved about it at the end was a good old fashioned authentic laugh. 
not a morning zoo <laughs> kind of thing. Right. So I love that. Great theater of the mind. Great explanation. Very effective use of the dentist time. While the dentist is talking to you, the hygienist are in other rooms waiting for the dentist to come in there and talk to those people. I do these interviews time to time on my radio show, Music Business Radio. Again, this is that passive aggressive, just, just letting, I have a radio show. I'm not going to beat you over the head with it. By the way, I'm on the radio, Music Business Radio. Very cool way of just, just planting the seed, you know. Humble brag, we call oh, it. It's a humble brag. Normally what I do is I've got a guest for a couple of hours. We'll sit down together. I can dig a little bit deeper, go into some situations that maybe I hadn't thought of, kind of follow curiosity. My producer's there as a third year. Say, David, go in this direction. Let's talk about this. All right. So now we know Dave is a hard worker. So when you listen to an interview, you see what he normally does. But wait, this isn't the case this time. It's a collaborative effort. You've got the time to put something together. This interview that I'm talking about, it was with Dolly Parton. She came to us or her people did. Street cred. She came to us. Just saying. She's doing a bunch of interviews in one day. I'm going to get to exactly how she did that. Nice little tease. Hey, here's what's coming up in the episode. We've got roughly 10 minutes, 15 minutes, maybe. I'm going to get into that in a minute too, because sometimes you get a little more, sometimes you get a little less. Nice little tease. You don't really know when you're going to stop. This is one of the reasons that you need to be prepared. It's like that doctor's office. If the next patient hasn't shown up, maybe you've got a little bit more time with the doctor. But if that next patient has shown up or they're double booking for the next guys. In comedy, they call that a callback. That's a beautiful thing then you really don't have a lot of time. So you kind of don't know what you're getting into. You have to be prepared for something short, something long. Hope you get the best. There's not a lot of breathing room because the clock doesn't stop. This thing is basically live. All right, so now we've got, we know where we're going, but we don't know. What, now we have the element of, I don't know what's going to happen. I know where we're going, but is it a bumpy road? Is it a smooth road? I don't know. I'll have to wait and see what's going to happen. But I'm now peaked to see, well, he just explained how, he normally does it, and now it's only 10 minutes, and there's all sorts of things that can go wrong. A quick side note about this. This is the reason that I decided to do a special Junket episode. We have had Dolly on our wish list for 18 years. And until this opportunity, we have never been able to make it work. So when it did, or we thought that it would, because you never know until it actually happens, it was a huge opportunity. All right, so now we have two things. Stakes. Holy cow, 18 years he's been chasing Dolly Parton. He finally gets his chance. Is he going to be able to pull it off? And he's already explained how there are all sorts of things that can go wrong. But we want our hero, David Hooper, to have the interview that he's been waiting 18 years to get. As I mentioned a minute ago, I'm going to play you the lead-up conversation that I had with me and my producer, as well as our conversations afterwards. I didn't really sleep the night before. I wasn't crazy nervous. But there was more pressure on me than normal. There's those stakes again. And now I have a mental picture of Dave with bags under his eyes. He, he <laughs> maybe had some sort of breakfast, but he wasn't sure because he wasn't hungry that morning. He's just worried about Dolly and he doesn't want to blow it. Part of that was self-inflicted because I really wanted this to happen. I really wanted to do well. I've been talking about trying to get an interview with Dolly Parton forever. Strangely enough, editing a draft of my upcoming book on podcasting, I just went through a section and it was talking about dream guests. Well, here are my top three dream guests. Dolly was number one. I got to re-edit this section now. <laughs> I got to think of a different dream guest because this interview just happened. So here again, that's cool. He got his dream, dream guest 
as well as another little like, oh, by the way, working on a podcast book. I don't know if you noticed that or not. I got a book coming. Not going to market it a lot. Just going to plant that seed that I'm working on a book. Not quite like I wanted to. I'm also going to be getting into that. Like I said, this is a junket interview. You've got 10, 12, maybe 15 minutes if you can stretch it out. And this is what Dave does a lot. He will say something else is coming up, but he's also, as he, I, I call it, he's pulling you as he's pushing you. So he's, he's entertaining you. He's building stakes. He's telling stories, but at the same time, he's letting you know, Oh, by the way, this is coming up around the curve. So it's a really, I don't, it's a cool strategy. I was happy to be there. I wasn't going to say no, but I want to go deeper with her. So I'm going to talk about how I'm trying to do that. You're actually going to hear that during the interview, how I set the thing up and how I finished it. So here again, pulling and pushing. He's explained, this is how I think I'm going to do it. I'm not really sure. You'll hear me do this in just a second. But regardless, even for 10, 15 minutes, it meant so much that they reached out to me. As a podcaster, you know how it feels to be turned down. Maybe because you're not big enough or maybe it's timing or scheduling conflicts. It could be for a number of reasons. A couple of examples of this, and I'm using them because they're both related to the Dolly album. It's a duets album, a rock album. I reached out to Judas Priest. Okay, I'm going to stop here for a second. Here's what's cool is you've kind of slowed down there ever so slightly because we're we're not we're going to take a little tangent for Dave's story time. And that's what this section is that again gives you street cred and points a picture on how these are like unicorns when something shows up and you can actually do the interview. It's amazing, but this is just a great story. I when also wanted to put, I've got two want. examples. Yeah. And I wanted to put one in that worked, but it didn't work out like we thought it was going to. And then there's a second example, which we'll get to that didn't work out or it hasn't worked out yet. So I wanted to show that it wasn't like that. I think that raised the stakes too, saying like, yeah, I think this is coming or I thought it was coming, but there's no guarantees in this. Sometimes they fall through and yeah. you just don't know until the thing's already done. Yep. I reached out to Judas Priest when they were coming through Nashville, this is a few years ago, I gave him a pitch and I said, I will come to you. Where we record, it's downtown. They were playing at a venue downtown. They're on a tour bus. They can't exactly come to us. <laughs> I guess they could get a cab and come to us, but I was like, look, I'm going to come to you. I'm going to make this as easy as possible. We're going to get the gear. We'll set up wherever you want us to. So again, we learned earlier how much effort Dave puts into an interview. And here we're seeing again, this guy is a hard worker. He will do whatever it takes to get the interview. Backstage, hotel room, wherever you are, we are coming to you. And I was talking to the manager. She's very nice, very nice. But more or less, she said, no, thanks. Ironically, a couple of years later, Rob Halford, the singer of Judas Priest, he reached out to us about something to promote his solo album. So that eventually happened. And this is what I talk about when I talk about being turned down. It's going to happen a lot of times because of timing. And that works in two ways. Maybe there's nothing to promote or maybe, you know, Judas Priest, I'm assuming they're busy that day. That gets me to my second story. This is somebody else on the Dolly album. Joan Jett had something similar happen with her. She was coming through town. I was talking to her management company and the answer was, Joan's only in town for a day and she doesn't do any media the day of show. Fair enough timing, man. So I love this because A, street cred, you're getting all, all these opportunities. And even though that was just a story, it was, I know what it's like to be you, Mr. Podcaster, because I've been turned down before. And we're learning 
don't let it in the immortal words of David Lee Roth, don't, don't let it get to your head, man. Cause it's just going to happen. So we're learning how to handle the attitude and how to handle rejection while we're learning a story, a lot of theater of the mind, I'm picturing Judas priest on a, you know, tour bus in downtown Nashville, watching the bridesmaids go by. So, <laughs> it was really, that was just a cool story, but here's the thing. While we're talking about Judas Priest and Joan Jett, that anxiety of I wonder what's going to happen has kind of mildly like taken a back seat for a bit. She wants to be prepared for the show. That makes sense, right? So it wasn't like, no, you're too small. No, whatever. It just didn't fit in her schedule. You got to keep this in mind when you're reaching out to people. Don't get pissed. Yep, education. Don't blow something up to be bigger than it is. So you're internalizing this. Oh, woe is me. Nobody wants to come on my podcast. I mean, it just happens. And you never know when something's going to come around again. Because in my business, and I'm assuming in your market, in your niche, your business, it's a small business. Also, one thing I just noticed here, you're talking to one person. You didn't say, hey, guys, and everybody's business. You know, you're like in your business. You're talking to one person. Most of the time, it's just timing. These people, whoever these people are, the people who you want to interview, they would not be who they are if it weren't for people like you. These people need media to be rock stars, to be famous, to sell books, to sell tickets, to sell albums. They need what we do. And so what's cool is he just told story time. Now he's going to, in case you missed it, it's that whole teaching thing. Tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you just told them. So now he does a quick summary of that before we get back to Dolly. The big point is this. People are busy. There are a lot of things that can happen that one gets you turned down for an interview. But even if you get booked for an interview, somebody's going to cancel on you. Oh, sorry, we were running late. Can't do it technical issues, all sorts of things, time zone mix-ups. I have that happen all the time, especially with remote interviews. So I love that because we're starting to re-inject here. Oh, don't forget, we got Dolly on the on the line here and things could go wrong. And watch your, listen to your brain flip here as you listen to this next clip. So back to Dolly, our number one guest. We wanted her. So if you were remotely relaxed during story time with Dave and let's learn about our attitude, as soon as he says, you know, back to Dolly, do it and like, oh yeah, I forgot we're over here. We're kind of freaking out. And the junk in interview, I'm not going to turn it down, but it's really just a starting point. And that added to the pressure. That's another reason that I'm featuring this here. I want you to hear the pressure that I'm under to really make the most of this. I've got 10, 12, maybe 15 minutes max. I've listened to this at least three, if not four times now, and my heart right now is getting tight just listening to this again. I've got to get a full interview, which to me, 10 minutes, let's say, that's more difficult for me to get something really good than if I were to have an hour with her, than if I were to have two hours with her. When I've got an hour or two, I can edit. We can go deep. We can talk about the old stuff. We can talk about the new stuff, the old projects, the new projects, what things used to be like, what things are now. With a junket interview, more or less, when people contact you about these or you contact people and get on one of these, they want to talk about the new stuff. That's kind of the deal. But you, maybe you don't care about the new stuff. Maybe you want to talk about your stuff, what your audience is into. And that's something you're going to hear when I play this tape. 
I wanted to talk about what my audience, musicians, were interested in. So there again is the push-pull. I've got him, like, I might want to talk about my own stuff, not sure, but in the in the future, I'm going to talk more about this. But at this point, he's built back up some of the pressure. But also talk about what Dolly was interested in, which was, one, a new music album, two, a new book. And without a lot of time, talking about two things, that ups the pressure even more. So again... We got 10 minutes. Normally it could be an hour. I got to talk about not one, but two things. Holy cow. So that pressure is back now. After we took a little break for story time, it's like, oh, how is he going to do this? That sounds impossible to talk about two things in 10 minutes. This is going to be insane. So I got about five days to get ready for this. I got a text from my producer. Hey, man, we finally got an opportunity with Dolly. Are you in? And I said, yeah, I'm in. That is a great use of the F word. I love it because it's not a, yes, I'm ready, Mr. Pr- no, no, that is definitely a fuck yeah kind of moment. Now he bleeped it out just like I just did because he can keep his show clean, but I know what he said. You know what he said. And it, it, to me, I'm a, I, I, people get really upset about curse words. I love curse words because they, they add meaning to communication. So when he drops an F-bomb, I'm like, oh, it's not a Yeah. It's a fuck yeah. And I was like, okay, I know Dave is ready because he's been waiting 18 years for this. I'm 100% in on this. I'm thinking about it. We've got it coming up. What am I going to do in this 10 minutes? What is he going to do? So there again, we're just kind of nudging the whole, what the heck is going to happen here? We know what the stakes are. 10 minutes, two items. How's he going to do it? I got to make it count. I go to Facebook. I go to social media. And this actually added more pressure. (laughs) (laughs) because that's what we needed more pressure and when i'm listening to this i'm picturing dave it's late at night he's at a desk there's one lone light on his desk and he's just typing away at a keyboard going to facebook and all these other places he's doing his research i was looking for dolly stories i'm in nashville worked in the music business for years and everybody and his brother seems to have a dolly story dolly's a character she's legendary and everybody who's ever run into her They've got a Dolly story. Let me give you a couple examples of this. All right. So we we got, we're headed up to the top of the roller coaster. Uh, not yet. It's another break time for story time with Dave. Trish Chris says this. I was program director of the team who rolled out her imagination library as a statewide program under Phil Bredesen. He's the governor in 2004. Nobody could make him blush like Dolly in interviews and conversations. Adorable. He turned deep pink and giggle and smile. So this is the governor of Tennessee and Dolly is making him blush. That's the kind of impact that she has on people. She's got that reputation. <laughs> she had a water park in East Tennessee called Dolly Splash World. And they were filming a commercial with her. She's in a wetsuit. A friend of mine who's an audio engineer and they're figuring out how to mic her up. So he's got this mic and he's having to run it under her shirt. And she looks at him and she says, you love your job. <laughs> so there again, great. Th- I picture Dolly Parton in a black wetsuit, somehow with goggles in her wig. And I don't know if she has flippers on or not, but I just picture this black suit and it just to me, and again, an authentic laugh. Again, story after story. This actually added to the pressure. I was getting too much to cover. <laughs> uh, this is a friend of mine, Eric Stevens. He's a bass player and he's talking about playing on the nine to five musical. And he said, it was one of the highlights of my life. Such a lovely lady, 
some of us musicians were talking about her and someone related that she'd recently been asked by a reporter if she was ever going to get another facelift, to which she replied, honey, if I get another facelift, I'll have a beard. <laughs> and again, anyway. <laughs> it made me laugh authentically She's as got well. a reputation, you know, and I was getting ready to be part of that. So that's, uh, that's a little pressure. I've done hundreds of interviews for this particular show. To give you an example of the level that we're working at, Again, just a mild, humble brag, but it's true. He's done hundreds of interviews. The request that I just got, they reached out to me about sitting down with Brad Paisley. So just to be clear, it's not a fame thing. It's that it's my number one guest. I've only got so much time and it's a remote interview. It's not me sitting in the same room with an engineer who can help me out if the mic goes bad if the headphones go bad, because that's how these remote interviews are. Here come the stakes again. Dolly probably did about 20, 25 of these things that day. And I've got all the issues that I'm thinking about. How am I going to get a good interview out of this? And I've also got to be an engineer within the very specific time frame that we had to interview her. And it was very specific. You know, most interviews, they start at the top of the hour, quarter hour, bottom of the hour. This was something like 11.47 to noon 03 or something. I mean, it was very, very specific. And that was the info we got on it. Hey, if you want to chat with Dolly, that's cutting into your time. When we flashed that 60 seconds, you got 60 seconds. We're cutting you off regardless. That's the deal. So wrong link to connect. You're there a little bit late. Sorry. Wrong time zone. Sorry. Online connection drops. Sorry. Mic doesn't work. Headphones don't work. Sorry. So again, now we're back to feeling that pressure. Like, holy cow, what's going to happen? With the whole thing live to tape, no pre-talk, no talking to producer, that hard stop, a lot of pressure. So I've gone to social media. I'm getting these great stories. If you had a chance to talk to Dolly, ask her questions, what would you like to talk to her about? One story stood out for me. This is from Joshua Skidmore. Somebody had tagged him. And I'm going to stop here. This is mad amounts of vulnerability. When I heard this, I was like, wow, that's, that's, that's a cool part of the story. I thought this message was so touching. When I read it, I literally started crying. He was able to express what I was feeling in a little bit of a different way. I'll get into that after I read this message. Here's what he said. So there again, I'll get into that in a second. So he just gave you a big thing. Man, this thing made me cry. I'm going to talk more about it in the future. So he gave you something and gave you a tease. Keep listening. He said, I just relay how important Dolly is to the LGBTQ plus community. There's no question of her incredible talent, stunning beauty, wicked sense of humor, and heart of gold. But I think her biggest gift, her superpower, is authenticity. Dolly has somehow managed to live her life exactly the way she chooses without dimming her light. And it's that inner light that allows her colorful exterior to exist without contradiction. She's completely real. Her authenticity is a glorious example for others who need to be reminded that their light is just as bright as everyone else's. To me, that is a quality Dolly has beyond measure and one of her many precious gifts to us all. I'm not a member of that community, but I will tell you that this hit home to me as a native Tennessean. I was born in Nashville. My family, where my mother comes from, a couple of counties over from where Dolly comes from, hillbillies. Grandfather worked in a coal mine, great-grandfather, coal mine. When you think about East Tennessee, Virginia, that area, Dolly's people are my people. And so there, now we're getting to know a little bit about Dave while still making a point. He's talking about the people that love Dolly and the messages. And so he just snuck in a little bit. Here's a little bit about my background. So there's that. 
but there's also what Tennessee is known for. And right now, Tennessee's not given us a lot to be proud of. We're near the bottom for education, for healthcare. We're at the top for infant mortality. Everything's been gerrymandered, so your vote doesn't count. The state is refusing billions of dollars of federal aid for education, billions of dollars for federal aid for healthcare. I guess it proves a point for someone. I love that because I don't know if you noticed it or not. A, Dave just expressed an opinion, although it's it's facts, but he's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to hold up something that paints my state, not in a great picture, but this is kind of a, a duh, but he's pointing out these things that should be there, but aren't, which is kind of a duh. So you're like, yeah, that's not right. And so I just found it was like, wow, that was a cool way of kind of hinting or just mildly smelling political stuff without getting into politics. So to have somebody like Dolly, and I talked about Imagination Library that has sent hundreds of millions of books to people and taught kids to read who might not have had a great education system. She's providing scholarships for the kids in her county when they graduate high school. She does so much great humanitarian work here. That I think exemplifies the people of Tennessee that the world may not be aware of because we've been held down by various things. And that's one of the things I knew that because I've seen her talk about it on talk shows and stuff, but I don't think a lot of people know. Number one, Dolly is just beyond wealthy. Um, she's got all sorts of products. She makes you leave through the, uh, the gift shop when you go to her amusement park. So she's not hurting for cash, but she also gives a ton of money away. So there's information that maybe you didn't know, which also ties into why she's his number one guest. So when I got that comment from Josh Skidmore, Oh yeah, this is it. This is how I want to frame this interview. Would I be able to read it all? That was the next question I had. Not a great reader, but I'm getting all emotional about it. I mentioned to my wife about 20 minutes before we went on, completely lost it. Uh, she said, you better not read it like that, man. <laughs> so again, he's showing his vulnerability. You, you get an idea. It's like, look, he's read this more than once. He read it to his wife and he, he just can't seem to hold it together holy cow, what's going to happen when he does this with Dolly? And I didn't want it to be too heavy either. No introductions. When she hits that screen, you go, go, go. No small talk. So for me to go into LGBTQ+, I said, man, you know, that might be a little too heavy. So what's Dave going to do? We'll find out right after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's he going to do? That's where I was. I'm going to play a call that I have with my producer, Gary Crane. This is right before we connected to the session. He was on that session with me. This is us working out everything beforehand, making sure the links are good to connect. Me trying to keep my mind busy, stay calm right before the interview. Okay, so I love that sound effect. Let you know, hey, we're going to the raw audio. Remember the raw audio that we're talking about earlier? The, the raw, this is it. It's raw. Hey, all right. Um, dude, I'm getting Zoom set up for this. I haven't logged into the thing yet, but I'm getting ready. So when I hear the producer, I'm like, oh, this is raw. Like that's, you know, phone on a speaker thing. Holy, this is actual raw. And I, I know it sounds weird because there's the part, the podcaster of me that wants to go, wait, why didn't he plug? No, no, this is the raw version of it. And for some reason, the fact that it's a phone up to the microphone makes it cool for me, at least. Well, I haven't either. I was going to give you my new rundown. I, I went to Facebook and asked people about uh, Dolly stories and things and got some great right. stories, but just kind of an approach. And just to give you an idea of where I'm going to lead with now, do you know Josh Skidmore? Uh, I don't. I know the, I don't know why I know the name, but I, 
Well, he said something that I think was interesting. It, it, honestly, dude, if I had to read his question, it was so touching. I, I think I'd break in, into tears. He said, he goes, I want you to let her know how much LGBT plus community loves her. And he explained it. And um, I'm getting choked up now. Um, so here again, Dave, it's been, you know, probably hours since he talked to his wife and he's still having a hard time kind of getting through this thing. Oh my gosh, is he going to use that? If he does, is he going to make it? I, the stakes are back again. Anyway, but I'm going to say that. I mean, because basically he says that she allows herself, like she comes out as an authentic person. And because of that, it lets like this colorful exterior come out and she's, she's always herself or seems to be what we know about her, right? I think people have found that inspirational. What I was going to lead with is perfect tie-in to actually to the, um, to the calls, uh, or not, 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 I'm sorry, looking at Zoom. I'm trying to not, <laughs> do, do I need to sign into Zoom? How does this work, dude? And so this is where I'm like, oh man, remember Dave talked about all the weird technical things that can go wrong. And I start thinking it's a Zoom call, but maybe it's not a Zoom call because of doing this weird breast junket thing. What the heck? Do I need to... Oh, have you not done it before? <laughs> no, I've done it. I do it all the time. Let me sign in while I'm talking to you, see if I can explain what he said. But I was thinking like when I listened to the record, and I don't know if you've heard it, I mean, she's in there. I think we might have talked about it. She's in there with like Ann Wilson from Heart. And, right. and Ann Wilson is a powerhouse vocalist, you know? But yeah, it's still Dolly. I mean, she doesn't try to compete with her. She doesn't try to... It's not just like a cover song. It's not like listening to the heart version. It's a Dolly song, but it's rock. So I thought that would be interesting, like to talk about like how she chose the songs. Unfortunately, we don't, we just don't have enough time to go into all the stuff that I would like to go into with her. So I love this that we're brainstorming because we're trying to figure out what are we going to ask her? And we're hearing Dave brainstorm on this raw call. What the heck are we going to ask her? But I would hope pretty fast. Oh my gosh, dude. And I hope that we can um, get her back in, you know? So uh, hold up one sec here. I don't want to disconnect you. I got to go into the Zoom Authenticator app. I'm glad I'm logging in here ahead of time. So if you're like me, theater of the mind, you're scrolling through your phone, where's that stupid, weird, little colored snowflake looking thing? Um, I used to always joke around about Dolly. I would interview her if it's two tin cans and a string. And uh, yeah, this is pretty close. <laughs> Zoom. I'm glad they're doing a double ender. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, so, um, so right now, all I've heard, I've heard you about what are the questions you're going to ask her? I mean, well, like how how did she pick the songs? Um, okay. How is it that she's always herself? Is that something that you've all, she's always done? Is it something that became later? You know, because there's all this stuff with Porter. You know, it's like you could just get the feeling like she was maybe holding back. Somebody mentioned the girl group she was in in the 60s. Do you know about this on Monument Records? No. Now here again, what are we seeing? Dave did his research. The, I didn't know Dolly was on a girl band back in the 60s. It's great, but it sounds straight up like um, the Brill Building, like uh, that kind of songs, you know, like the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, so... Stay away from anything controversial or anything edgy. That well, I'm not going to mention the L LGBT thing. I just don't want. I don't want to go there right away with her. I don't want to. Do you, you know what I mean? I mean, it, it's a conversation I'd love to have with her, but we just don't have enough time to get into it. And um, 
but here's the thing. We know Dave really wants to get in. Like he's talked about it a lot. He wants to bring that up because that, that message moved him so much. So I'm personally going, all right, he just said he wasn't going to do it, but is he going to do it? I'm thinking he's going to do it. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I'll have to keep listening. I mean, I'm not saying that's controversial. Well, it could be for her. There's also, you know, she donated a million dollars to COVID. And yeah. I'm not going to go there either just because I'd love to talk about it. You know, the, the video of her getting the shot is like, that's a pretty big deal. I mean, like I said, their focus is this, the, the book and the music. Yeah. I don't want to mess up our relationship with Republic because we, you never know. We may get another opportunity. And that's a great point. So, yeah, we finally get to talk to Dolly. But really what we're trying to do is plant the seed that, hey, David Hooper's cool. Next time in Nashville, I got to stop by the studio and have a, a talk with him. And I don't want to be the guy that got Dolly Parton canceled. Well, that's what I'm looking for. How are you? Hey, how are you listing yourself? Are you are you listing yourself under tuned in or? I'm going to say music business radio producer. That's what I'm going to write on my thing. All right. So I'm going to have my name. I'm setting this up now. I would say host for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, edit my profile. Son of a gun. Are you in there now? No, I'm not in the room. I'm I'm not in the room now. Um, so here again, we're getting kind of a theater of the mind. And the other thing I love here is this isn't story time. This is like it's the build up. It is we're we're getting into the roller coaster. And and we're we're going down the track. We know there's a hill coming up, but we're just kind of like, all right, we're cool, and we're we're just getting the back room stuff. Let's see what happens. I'm trying to sign into Zoom to change up my profile because it just says David H. Nashville. That's fine. You'll be able to when you sign in to their room. You'll be able to write your name in there. Are you sure about that? So here we go. Wait, what? From what I understand, when I well, I don't know. I'm going to do it just to verify it. Because when I came up, it just said Gary Crane. I went into my own thing. Well, that's what I'm going to do too. Um, let me. I'm going to switch computers here. All right. Let me go. I, now I got to log in back into a different different Zoom. Hold on. I got two computers going here. I'm going to log out of hers and go because I have to go into my own, right? Yeah, you're going to need to go into your own. I'll tell you where it is. See three, four. And so now we're like, wait, Dave's going to move to another computer. Oh, holy cow. Is he going to blow it? Like, is he going to go back later and go, oh, I shouldn't have switched. I should have stayed where I was. I was right where, oh my gosh, I, I had authenticated. Oh, is he going to blow it? I've never been so nervous about a remote interview and equipment. <laughs> I'm glad you're with me, man. I'm glad you're with me. Again, another nice shot of vulnerability. Okay, so if you go to, uh, if you're on the desktop, you'll see in the top right, there should be a photo of you. It'll say G, whatever your name is you got in there. Again, nice theater of the mind. I see the G in the it's upper right-hand corner. Crane. Perfect. If you click on your photo at the top right and then it drops down, you'll see G or Gary or whatever. Hover over that. It, sh it should say my profile. I got to go into Zoom, right? Yeah. Somewhere on my computer. Okay. Are you on a Mac or are you on PC? Okay. Now, this is about the time when I was kind of like, all right, we're not really in story time. We're not really educating. We're occasionally doing the stakes, but I'm really just listening to two guys trying to get together. And this is what it reminded me of. For those of you that may be younger, they used to have like the Challenger, um, all that when things were getting shot off into space, 
You would tune in a half hour before and they're like, uh, yeah, got it. Double check. You know, and, but it's the buildup like, oh, this is, this is it. We're, we're going down the ramp. PCs, I'm in Zoom right now. Right. I'm getting there. Okay. Okay. Right now, it's a join a meeting, sign up, sign up. So you need to sign in with a Zoom username and password. Oh, I don't even know it. <laughs> Gary, you might not need one to join with them. And then in that case, you might be able to type in your name. Okay. Well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just, if it, you're, as long as yours says host and music business radio, then we're good. Yes. It's David Hooper, music business radio host. All right. So we're like, okay, good. We're, we're, we're pretty sure we're, we're good to go. Perfect. And, right. um, they had it down as music biz radio. You got her the liners. Yeah. I said, uh, I said, uh, you're listening to Music Business Radio with David Hooper. I didn't say you're backstage pass for the biz because, yeah, I just didn't. As long as she gets my name, man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then I said a second sentence. I said, everything I learned about the music business, I learned right here. So listen up, y'all. So I told Becca, who I sent it to, I said, we like to do funny things. I said, we'll take whatever we can get from. Oh, yeah. Which is fun because now I want to hear her her little ID, whatever she did. Yeah, for sure. Now, do you know Becca? I do not. I'm going to hold on one second. So now we're wondering, is Gary going to get his stuff together? Dave's in. Okay, so yeah, I'm still here. Um, our time is, I don't even, we're, we're about 15 minutes out. I love that line. And that's what made me think of the space liftoffs. 15 minutes. It's like, it's, it, we now have a timeline. How long is, because before we're just kind of listening. And I'm like, oh, we're, we're coming up on the wire here. We better get ready. So, so give me some more questions. Okay. So I was going to ask her, you know, how did she pick the songs? So here again, right? We know we've got 15 minutes. We better quit talking about Zoom. We got questions to figure out. We talked about the mood thing with Kenny Rogers, like decorating, like how did she get in the mood to record it? Somebody mentioned this. I was not aware of this. I thought to go into the business end, you know, I will always love you. Apparently Elvis had the opportunity to record that and was going to, but wanted the publishing on it and she turned him down. So that's a cool question. Again, we're listening to them brainstorm. I didn't know that. That she, like, think about the money that she's made from that song. And had she given it to Elvis, like, Elvis's grandkid would be much more richer than he is now or she. I'll see if I can go there. You said something about the music industry. Women, if she's any advice for women, uh, w- women in the music industry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, what kind of, when you're, well, you're saying something about the Elvis thing, what, what's your point in that question? I mean, what kind of answer are you looking for? Well, I was just saying, you know, it's, it is music business radio. So let, can we talk about the business a minute? I, I've heard this story about Elvis that you actually turned him down because he wanted a, a piece of your pie. Because basically what I'm trying to get into is that she owns all her stuff. Maybe the question is, your songs have been covered by so many different artists. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. I understand that Elvis had the opportunity to record. Can you tell me that story as opposed to giving her the answer? Love it. I just don't want you to give her any answers. Now, there's two cool things about this. We find out Dave is not a diva. Dave did not go, how dare you reword my question? I'm going with this. So we know he's open to direction. And also what's Dave doing is like, well, I understand we want to talk about this. 
but I got to remember who my audience is. So I want to sneak in a music business question because that's who's listening. I don't want to seem to be leading in any way. Yeah. I think once she starts talking, she'll just talk. Well, we need that. (laughs) The women in the music business, that's great. That's just advice that's open-ended. That's great. Okay. How do you take the music that's open-ended? You know, how do you get in the mood of recording? You could say, we understand you decorated your house in Christmas, even though it wasn't Christmas when you wrote some of your Christmas albums. Yeah. You don't even have to say, did you do anything like that? You can just say, like you said, how did you get in the mood to, to write and record these rock songs? Okay. So here again, we're getting the raw behind the scenes brainstorming. And now we, we kind of know what their game plan is, but what's going to happen when they actually press record. Somebody had asked about, and I think that we probably already know the answer to this. Somebody asked about being in the studio, but it's probably, I'm imagining with 30 songs on there that, do you know this? That Did she actually get in the studio and record with these guys? Hold on. Hey, David. Sure. Uh Uh-oh, messages. We'll bring you into the room in a couple of minutes. All right, I'm in. 60 seconds graphic. Are you there? Yeah, let me, uh, let me, let me get in then. Okay, because when you think about it, we said 15 minutes a while ago. So now we know that timeline has moved ahead and it's getting closer. Yeah, you better get in there. Uh-oh. It's almost time. What's going to happen? You'll see you at the top of the screen when you have one minute to go in your interview and need to start wrapping up. So make sure you, you can take note of that. Oh, yeah. Let's see here. Meeting ID Pascal. They want to make sure you have the entire title of the book, My Life in Thebes Behind the Rhinestone. And then what's the name of the album? Rockstar. Okay. All right. And notice there's a lot of silence here now. Like, okay, we're, we're getting our game face on maybe. Okay. You said you already got a message, Gary. Yeah. Okay. Messages addressed to meeting group chat will also appear in the meeting room group chat and the team chat. Okay, so they're doing the whole thing through Zoom? Yeah, looks like it. Okay. So as much as Dave has done hundreds of interviews on Zoom and in person, this is still kind of like, this is this is a Dolly Parton thing. And so there's still that element of like, well, they're they're kind of doing this, but the chat's going to be here and this and that, and they're like, okay. So I'm I'm picturing Dave watching the Zoom screen as new things pop up, and they're like, okay, all right. And I got a backup recorder here, so we'll have my end. Um, I went ahead and set the recorder, so all this is recorded, by the way. Okay, um, perfect. And then make sure that uh, you read. You know, I don't know. She said on top of the screen. I think they'll give you a one minute warning. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be watching the clock pretty closely. It's getting close. All right. Good luck. Good luck. You're not going to leave me here, are you? <laughs> here again, a little vulnerability. Don't leave me. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'll be honest. <laughs> no, I'm saying don't, don't, don't hang up on me, Gary. Don't hang up. <laughs> I'm, I don't want to have another panic attack. I thought you said you had to get something ready. Okay. No, well, I of course I do. I'm hoping it works. I mean, okay. Well, make sure you're all, you got everything ready. I'm logged in here. It says Dolly Parton interview. <laughs> I need to screen cap this thing. It's like a moment, man. Oh, I know. Yeah, crazy, man. So, if you're a regular listener to the show, which I am, Dave has told the story about how he had a panic attack, and that's when you're like, 
oh yeah, holy crap, what if Dave has a panic attack? So yet another stake to throw in, like, is he going to just wig out in the middle of this? So we're pretty close here, dude. And so this is that, if you notice, these long pauses, Dave didn't cut these out. And they they tell more stories here with the, the silence just gives emotion without anything. You're just like, okay, we're we're taking a deep breath. We're, we're getting ready. It's so close. Uh, you know, I don't know the exact time. I think it was 11.57 is when we're supposed to start. So we got 10 minutes. Okay. After 10 that minutes. whole thing at NAMM, I brought me a big ass thing of water. If I get all weird, I start crying. If I, <laughs> my throat doesn't work, get on the mic and cover for me. <laughs> don't worry. So again, Dave's being vulnerable. He's like, I don't want to think about having a panic attack, but I am thinking about having a panic attack. I'm sure you're going to be great. Well, I think it's going to be so quick, so, so close. I just, I, you got to remember, like, don't, um, all right, Gary, they just texted me. I cannot, uh, they said, do you, is it just you talking to Gary, or just or both of us? You want to get in there, you got an opportunity. I can't send a message back to her, though. Okay. Uh, uh, test speakers and mic. Let me verify this. Scarlet, good. All right, I'm good to go. Check one, two, two. Oh, can't reply. Oh, yeah. And so we kind of like, oh, we got 10 minutes left, but we're still testing things and we're still kind of like, so we thought we were right there. We're 10 minutes out. So we kind of, get a little reprieve here. But again, this is where, to me, it it reminds me of listening to a space lift. All right, off. good. I got speakers working. Good. Have you tested your audio, Gary? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're... This is Gary. <laughs> so we know exactly no, what Gary's Gary, doing. No, Gary, that's the test. <laughs> I know. Oh. <laughs> oh, got you. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't believe they won't let you respond. Hey, Becca Dolly, I don't know if you can respond. All right, so I said, uh, I I can't, but I see you, just me on mic. Gary is. So I can see Dave's thumb on his phone. Directing you say that. Right, he's typing this in to Becca. Died in me. Directing me. Okay. So is it Becca? Is Becca online with us? Okay, she she says okay. She just gave me a thumbs up. How did you get in there? Oh, she sent me a phone text. Okay, perfect. So we got Zoom, we got text going, all sorts of messages. Okay, we're getting close. Okay, I think I'm gonna hang up with you now. Is that cool? Uh, don't you do it yet? Okay. Okay. So so we we're still like hold on, we're close, but don't don't leave yet. I'm gonna get the name of the engineer. So Becca is the. All right. So she's sending me a text. That's a David Hooper thing. Very personal guy. Wants to make sure he gets the engineer's name. God, this is, it's amazing. If we have to, if we have to ask for the liner or they'll have a Dolly read it. Okay. Because I sent it to her. I guess we're getting on. I'm, I can't imagine what a day like this is like for them. Oh, sure. I mean, just everything going wrong, you know, I mean, you think about where we are. And we know what we're doing. This is this is the great thing about us doing remote for so long, for the last three years. I want to make sure you've got correct title for the book, Behind the Seams, My Life in Rhinestones. I got dyslexic when I wrote it in the confirmation. Behind the Seams. Okay. She says, Behind the Seams, My Life in Rhinestones. I got dyslexic when I wrote it in the confirmation. So now I think, oh no, 
is Dave going to read this wrong in front of Dolly? Does he, does he got it? Did he write it in the notes? So he said that. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. You know it. I know. Well, I hope I do. I'll be blah, 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 blah. If I can get through the questions. I thought it was behind the rhinestones, my life in seams. Go back to that. It is called. She said, I'll be on monitoring, but it'll just be you and her. No, you don't need to ask for a liner. She's got a few she's going to cut all together separately, including yours. Okay. Okay, perfect. But do we have the name right yet? So she's on there. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Behind the scenes. I have the the book right here. Yeah, Behind the Seams, S-E-A-M-S. Right. My Life in Rhinestones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like close. So again, do, do do we got it right now? I hope so. Okay. Um, so did she say, so I'll be on there, but just directing, right? You're on there. Yeah. I don't know how they do that. I don't Sometimes they don't let people be seen, which I understand because it gets intimidating to people, not Dolly, but everybody else. Um, and so this, again, kind of reminds us that they're ready, they're in. But they still don't quite know what they're going to get when this thing starts rolling. Can I hang up? <laughs> do you want to? Are you? Is, <laughs> yeah, do yeah, do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hang hang up, man. I'll I'll be here ready for you, and and uh, I'll be watching for a call if you call me back. So now we know. All right, Dave's Dave's cutting the cord. It's Dave Solo now. He's he's got his team there, but that also goes well. Then we got to be close. Okay. Cool. That was moments before I got connected to Dolly Parton. You can hear how nervous I was. Yeah. And I love the, again, the sound effects. So we know that now this is Dave and in, you know, this is uh, current Dave, not past Dave. What I'm going to play now is what happened when we connected to the session. I want you to pay attention to a few things. One, how I had to jump in with her right away. There was no intro. So I had to intro it. I was letting her know the show, letting her know that I was in Nashville. I messed up on the first question. I said she was my number one guest. What I meant was she was the number one most requested guest, but there's no time to fix that. That clock is ticking. Can we do a do-over, Dolly? Yeah, we could have, and then I would have gotten really nervous. So I kept right on going right into Josh's question. Here it is. Recording in progress. Now, what's interesting to me is when you hear that, we all know what Zoom sounds like. And when we hear recording in progress, it's showtime. It is absolutely showtime. And what I love here is I'm going to go back just a little bit. Listen to how long the pause is because it's that pause that you're like, oh, crap, what's going to happen? Recording in progress. Hey, hey, man. Hey, there you go. I got you there. I love this screen here. We'll be right back. This is fantastic. Becca, I don't know if you can hear this, but this is very impressive. Uh, yes, I can hear and thank you, but give me just one second and I'll be right with you. Okay. Okay. And I love that because you're like, oh, it's it's not Dolly yet, but I'm, I'm almost there. Are you muted, Gary? No, but I will. All right, guys, Um, we are about to take that graphic down and bring in Dolly and then you'll have your 10 minutes and I will flash that 60 second graphic when it's time to wrap up. Okay. Perfect. And that'll come up. Uh, the graphic will come up where... The graphic uh, up now. at the top where you see, uh, yeah, uh, all the pictures. Perfect. Holy crap. This is it. Here, watch. I can show you. 
There it is. Oh, perfect. Can you see it? Okay. Well, I'll try to get okay. this in and out as quickly as possible. You feel free to hang up on us. When you see Dolly show up on the screen, go ahead and say hello and get started. Perfect. Holy crap. This is it. And again, what do we have? A lovely pause that speaks volumes. Hey, Dolly. How you doing? <laughs> you know, after 18 years of music business radio, you've been our number one guest, which is ironic because you're right down the street from me. I'm on 12th Avenue. So it's oh. a super honor for you to be here. Well, hello, neighbor. <laughs> now, the fun thing is when I heard that and I do it now, I get a huge smile. The voice of Dolly Parton is always joyful. It sounds like it's Christmas. Um, and I also kind of smile because I can hear Dave has somehow made his body go on 1.25 speed naturally. He's so nervous and he's like, Hey, you're my number one guest. And he's just spitting it out. I'm like, all right, but he's in the game and he's not blowing it. And I'm not going to play the rest of the interview because I want you to go over to bigpodcast.com, click on listen to the episode. It's right there. And it's, uh, I'm not going to spoil it. You got to go listen to it. And so that's why I think this episode was good because it had, it, it was like a, uh, if you watch any movie, there's always like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. And then we got behind the scenes and then we got stories and then we got stakes and then we're not sure what's going to happen. And is this going to work? And so I was on my seat for the whole thing. So David Hooper, my friend, thank you for sitting here listening to me, listen to your show. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, it's totally surreal. I, I actually did that like right away because I wanted to be in the moment. The same thing with that panic attack that you mentioned, I had that happen at NAM on stage and it was very scary. And I said, you know, I, I want to cut this stuff right away rather than the revisionist episode that I could do a day or two when we've let, you know, the fever calm down and yeah. the, when you, <laughs> you know, when you've had you, a nice sleep, well, the fact but yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty easy to set up because that was the real feeling like I was feeling. I mean, it was, and it really was surreal. Like you guys don't have the video, it's just audio only, but when she pops up on zoom, which is something that everybody and his brother has used thanks to the pandemic that we had. And you see Dolly with big hair and her outfit and rock star background. It's like, Whoa, this is, it, it's like an out of body experience. Well, when did you know, like you get the call, Hey, Dolly wants to talk to you. When did you think I got to record every part of this process? Cause that was my whole thing. I'm like, okay, you've got the cool behind the scenes stuff. When did you think I got to record this whole process? We found out, I got that initial text from Gary he said, Hey, we got the opportunity with Dolly and it's Thursday. I think I had five days to prepare. So there wasn't a whole lot of time, but being into podcasting and radio and also just, I think the moment that it was for me, I've, I've always thought about this, having done various things in my life, it's that I, I don't want to miss the moment and I want to be present for the moment rather than look back and talk about the good old days, like be right there for it and say, this is something we worked really hard and, and owning it and being honest about it, you know, and, and just being like, yeah, look, I was nervous and yeah, it was 10 or 15 minutes or whatever we had with her, but like owning how important it was to me. So I, I th thought, you know, I'm going to record it. And if something happens, great, but I'll, I'll have it if I need to use it. So. And uh, I know you have your famous clipboard. So does the clipboard have, there it is. So does the clipboard have like four or five questions on it that you go to, or are you like, what's your process of like, you've, you've kind of figured out what the questions are. 
Do you strictly go off that list or are you more listening for follow-up questions? Uh, <laughs> Mike Tyson's got that quote that we've all heard. It's, Everybody's got a plan to get punched in the face. Right. That's basically what it is. Um, there were some things that I wanted. I wanted to tell Dolly that I was excited about having her on there and that she made me proud to be a Tennessean. And that was personal to me. But as far as the show goes, you know, you, you can hear me say, Hey, I'm right down the street. I, I can literally walk to her in five or six minutes and li- we're on the same street. Yeah. And I wanted her to know she was from Nashville. I knew she was doing a lot of stuff all over the country, maybe all over the world that day. And and beyond that day, I mean, cause this is like a huge, she just got in the rock hall of fame and she's been doing this stuff for months and this is just how she lives. Right. So I wanted to say like, yeah, we're local. We get it. And not only do we get it, I'm in your neighborhood. And, and I, beyond that, I was like, I just, uh, hope I asked the questions, but I also trust, I mean, I was nervous, but I also trust myself having done hundreds of these. I was like, you know, I'm going to be okay. And there had to be an element of me trusting myself because otherwise I was just going to be, yeah, yeah I was going to mess it up, like coming out of a death dedication and, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? A Casey case, a moment right. where I'm not listening to her and then I'm just reading through the question. What's your favorite success quote, Dolly? <laughs> you yeah. Know? I wanted to be present for it because it, it really, it really isn't a lot of time. And I knew she was a good talker. I knew she could cover for me. If I just, you know, set it up, she could knock it down. Yeah. Cause, uh, as you listen to the interview, the minute she's done with a question, you're ready for the next question. So I was like, man, his brain has just got to be working in a, a different gear because you're, you're processing, you're trying to figure out what's next. You're, trying to figure out which way to steer the conversation. And at the same time, you know, we got to hit those two things that she wanted to hit and there's a time constraint and all that stuff. So, you know, they always say there's, there's the presentation you plan, the presentation you delivered and the presentation you, you wish you had delivered. Right. (laughs) Which one of this, one of, which one of these is this? Uh, You know, it's hard to say because there was such little time with her. And I think the big lesson I had from this was that, it really didn't matter what I asked her. She was going to get her stuff in and she was going to figure out a way to get it in and in a nice way. But it's almost like Al Gore. I remember when he was doing his climate stuff, he would go on David Letterman and they would ask him a question like, so Al Gore, you're from Tennessee. So, well, yes, I am David Letterman. And you know, the climate change, he would go right into the talking points. And we see that with politics a lot. I knew that Dolly was going to be doing that. And I wanted to not make it that awkward but I knew she was going to be doing that. Um, now, the the thing that I learned from it was that the first thing that I led with, how at the very end of it, because we did have a limited time, we talked about callbacks earlier in this episode. She had a callback to my very first question. She gave me something that I could work with, even though it wasn't a whole lot of time. It was a complete segment. I was like, damn, this is impressive. And it's going to make me think about doing that even more so in, in my own interviews. That That's really the... I mean, there was kind of a sense of awe, you know, I was just, I was just glad to be there, but I was just kind of on the sidecar and she was driving. Well, and it looks good on a resume when you go, Hey, would you like to come on music business radio? We've interviewed people like so-and-so and so-and-so and and Dolly Parton. So that, that doesn't stink. It probably, it it, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I've written my answer. We're going to play, what was this? The the Newlywood game. I've written down what I think you're going to answer uh, ahead of time. (laughs) So as we listen back to this episode and I pointed out, what I thought were cool, you know, twists and turns and things of that nature. 
when you crafted this together, was that kind of planned or was that just Dave being Dave? Okay, well, that I can tell you, there are some things about this episode that I didn't put in because I was just trying to get it out quickly while it was fresh in my mind Mm -hmm. that uh, I I wish I had put in that just, I was just stream of consciousness on the outline. And one of those things was how important Gary, my producer is to me, because we've worked together for 18 years and that guy has been through my side. He's believed in it. He's championed it. You know, he was the guy when I did the initial pitch meeting, he walked out that door and helped sell it to everybody else. And um, that's what I really think about the things that I, because one of the things that I mentioned there is that we are an important, and I say we, you, me, any podcaster, we're an important part of this process. It's not just the guests. We're the people who make the guests who they are. But the team that we work with, those guys are an important part of the process. I've engineered Stephanie, who was not on this because she, she didn't need to be, you know? Uh, and we didn't want to fangirl it, fanboy it. But, um, you know, she'll be putting this full episode together with us where we talk about it a little bit more. And that, that's the thing that I, I wish that I could have done. Talked a little bit more, the behind the scenes stuff, you know, not really about Dolly, but about the people who all have to come together. Like Becca, um, talk about a woman who was working hard that day with 25 or 30 these, however many she was doing. I mean, you could hear her. She was all business, man. Yeah. And so these, these peaks and valleys, you weren't like, wait a minute, we, we've got to, we've got to bring it back down now before we bring it back up. Or was that just the way? I, I, no, that was just what was going on in my mind, dude. Yeah, because there's the first thing like, oh, you got the, we, we've you got the opportunity. I, <laughs> and then that's, oh man, now I got to do it. Okay. What are we going to talk about? And then it's like Zoom. Yeah. And this is one of the things we did. This is insider stuff. Any podcaster listening to this would know, but we talk about double enders and this was not really Zoom. Zoom was just how I saw her, but we were recording locally and, yeah, you know, so. There we go. Yeah. So I put down, I'm like, not planned. This is just the way it rolled out. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It just, it just kind of happened. I mean, but I think that's doing it in the moment rather than, like I said, the revisionist stuff. Cause yeah. we could talk about like the glory days of podcasting, which you and I have been around for a long time. And I think there are a lot of guys our age and the guys who've been around for a while talk about, you know, you joke around back in the day and then you'll hear something that really was a lie that, you know, or we look back on it and say, we didn't know how lucky we had it, but it kind of sucked in the beginning (laughs) because there wasn't an audience. We didn't have the technology. We didn't have the knowledge that we have now. This is the best time ever. Yeah. Every time I get the, well, what was podcasting like in 2005? Like, it kind of sucked. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> nobody knew what it was. Uh, we're putting together an RSS feed with rubber bands and paper clips. It was sure. So, MacGyver. <laughs> can we talk? Because we've teased people before we wrap up. Uh, and we're going to, I don't want to put any pressure on you, but you're working on a new book, apparently. Uh, yeah. Can we talk always. about that a little bit? You are always working on a book. But, yeah. Books take a long time for me. The book that I'm working on now is called Podcast Launch Plan. And originally I thought it was going to be Podcast Launch Planner, which is more of a blank book. You fill in the blanks and there's some of that, but it is a, uh, it's a lot of about 70,000 words in. I mean, it's a, it's a work in progress. Yeah. And of course you can find all your stuff at bigpodcast.com and you have a new daily newsletter coming or is that already? I do. Yeah. You know, I like to do things. I was inspired by Napod Pomo. Mm. which is the 30 episodes in 30 days. You've done it. I've done it. And I love the idea. That's actually how Build a Big Podcast, my podcast on podcasting came about. It was 
I mean, I'm, I'm here broadcasting about the music business. I'm talking about just general marketing and I had this 30 day idea, like, let's try this and see if it works. So in being inspired by Napod Pomo, I said, you know, why don't I do a newsletter and maybe I'll do it 60 days and see if it works and see if people like it. Cause daily could be overwhelming for them too. People listening or reading rather. And uh, yeah, daily news, daily.bigpodcast.com. If you want to follow along on that adventure. There we go. Well, dude, thank you for sitting here listening to me shower you with brace for 48 minutes. I, I appreciate it. Again, it was just a, I, I, when I heard it, I was like, uh, I remember once I did an episode, like, why is this good? And I talked about Mark Marin. I'm like, I haven't done that in a while. And I'm like, and this is, why is this good? Like, pick a partable. And I was like, I just want to have Dave involved with it. So I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, dude. You know, it's fun. It, it's such a weird thing because like I talked about like the out of body experience and of course I edit my own stuff. So I've heard this before, but I think this is maybe the first time I've heard it as a listener. And it takes me back to that moment because it really was, it's easy to say like, Oh yeah, of course I do these interviews. And of course they all turned out great, but a lot of times they don't. And it takes you back and, I think it, it's good for us, I think, as podcasters to think like a listener, mm. which sometimes we don't. But this is one of the reasons that I edit and it's nice to listen to it because that's in another way. Preach on, brother. I appreciate it. So everybody get his book, get all of his books. He's got a bunch. If you stand next to Dave long enough, he will write a new book. That's just he's Yeah, cool. but yeah, four or five years, you're going to have to stand <laughs> next to me. But yeah, eventually. <laughs> and everything's at bigpodcast.com. David Hooper, thank you so much, buddy. This has been fun, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Mr. Hooper. And if you want to hear the actual interview with Dolly, I'll have a link out in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 904, or you can just go to Big Podcast. But there are times when you're just not sure what's going to happen. I did stand-up comedy for the first time ever this weekend. I'll talk about that in a future episode of the School of Podcasting. In the meantime, we got this to talk about. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're brand new to the show, if this was your first episode, this was not the typical kind of episode. I don't normally do these. Uh, in the future, I've got interviews with a LinkedIn guru. I'll be talking about some things I learned this weekend at Pod Indy, as well as I was in Cincinnati. I spent uh, 11 hours this week in the car driving around to be a podcast advocate and uh, to help people start their podcast and grow it, and launch it, and if you want to monetize. In fact, I do all that stuff out at schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up, and you'll save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. So until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. But without further ado, here is my information. Oh, my information. My info. What was I thinking? Take care. God bless. Class is just, is, is, it's, yep, it's that.